Welcome in, World of Champions. This is the very sadly 0-4 Yeti. <laughs> Tyler, it's been very difficult for me so far this season. <clears throat> How are you? How are you feeling? We're, we're checking in here four weeks in to the NFL season. We're going to go over kind of what's happening around the league and, and just talk about World of Champions. Skip, how are, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, just sitting here, uh, not 0-4, uh, drinking some bourbon here, some Weller. Uh, what what are you drinking? Do you have a drink with you? Some Pinot Grigio, some white wine. Oh, some, some white wine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Rump told me it's um, his favorite. That's what I've heard, too. Scott as well. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I only have it every once in a while, but those guys, it's all they is that white wine that's what they that's what they bust out on sundays that's right that they white just wine sit around watching the browns drinking white wine <laughs> um but yeah I, i'm doing pretty good um it's been a while since since we did a pod i think we did one two or three weeks ago yeah um, just been la- i've just been lazy man i just have not one i've been busy been busy two but mostly it's just, know. You, you've just been lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been like, ah, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, I've been lazy. Um, but no, yeah, I'm excited to talk some football here today. I think the first thing really, uh, this is our first experience, 16 team league. What's your, let's talk about it. What have your takeaways been four weeks in here? Yeah. So I think it's been actually kind of difficult. Um, you know, we're used, we're used to a 12 team league. That's the normal, uh, team, uh, owner, owner percentage percentage in the, in the league. So it, what it really does is it really dilutes the player pool. And then I think maybe it's just the way our rosters are set up with a, a short bench in a 16 team league. I actually think it's been a little bit rough to, to find some trades and it's been hard to really package guys together because you don't have a lot of players and then the players you do really die off as they get down onto your bench so i think it's actually been slightly difficult here with through the first four weeks yeah trading (laughs) trading is difficult in this league because you you don't have the typical depth that one would have in order to make moves right we've had one trade since draft day uh darren waller for debo samuel uh, which is a very interesting trade. Um, I I I like it. And this was you in the Dirty Dozen, right? It was. Yeah. yeah. Me and um, Hoover. Yep. So you acquired Darren Waller. I did. I did. Um, I at like- the time, mm-hmm. so at the time, I, I thought I was getting a steal, right? Because you're like, all right, I'm going to send my wide receiver two, wide receiver three for yeah. you know, the tight end two. But look at Debo freaking balling out still. Just went off yeah, again. Just had a huge like, week, thirty six points. Yeah. Yep. So it's. I mean, it's working out for Hoover. Um, he's three and one. I'm two and two. So it's looking like I, currently he's winning that trade. I like the move on both ends because, like you said, it was a, a depth, not a depth piece, but a receiver who was further down your receiver list, and you're acquiring a tight end who's a position changer at the position. Meanwhile, Hoover might be getting the better overall player when it's all said and done so it's a good trade um but i think the reason it's been hard i mean i know looking at my own team it's difficult because if you're looking to trade a player like dalvin cook for instance unless you're completely tanking on the season which there really isn't even an option in this league because we're not doing keepers or anything like that um can't trade draft picks i believe correct me if i'm wrong on that um, yep. So there's no real incentive to I can't tra- just trade Dalvin Cook away for a one and call it quits in the season. Also, it's early. Owen four. I've had a terrible start to the season, and <laughs> that's what happens, especially in deeper leagues. Is one thing goes wrong. I was counting on Raheem Mostert, right? A lot of people were buying into that Raheem Mostert ticket coming into the season. I was driving the train, so it blew my fantasy season up. I knew the guy was. A likely to get hurt player, but I didn't think it would be two snaps, you know, like, <laughs> so it put me behind the eight ball there. You know, I've plugged in in a 16 team league. So just talking through my strategy, that's why I then spent so much on Elijah Mitchell. I did not have an RB two and Elijah Mitchell had a chance at at least 
securing an RB2 spot, that blows up in your face then too, right? He's been difficult. That backfield's an entire thing on its own. But anyway, just illustrating the point that in that 16-team league, one thing goes wrong and you don't have, like, guys you can pick up off the waivers to plug them in, right? Like, your bench needs to be players that you're eventually going to be using. So it really increases your, like, ah, do I have to cut this guy or not, right? So... Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. So I'm actually kind of experiencing the same thing with with injuries. And I think the biggest... The biggest blow to a 16-team roster is an injury to a running back. In yeah. general, running backs specifically. Running backs are so hard to come by. Like, like for example, Raheem Mostert goes out for you, and you're stuck with freaking Peyton Barber. Like, you don't have another option. It's not like you can go out on the waiver wire and pick up a Naeem Hines or, or, or James White, right? You can't go pick up a, a PPR back, like, in the past, in a 12-team league, those guys might still be out there. But in a 16-team league, that, that's not possible. So you saw the shot of, of replacing Raheem Mostert immediately with this, with this backup, a guy who ran for 100 yards in that week one, and you went all in. And it's seeming to not really work just because he got, also got hurt right, right away. Because every so running like, back in San Francisco has to get hurt. Right, right. So, and that's that's really a big problem. And I'm sitting here with my roster. Uh, I have Christian McCaffrey that just got hurt. I haven't had Josh Jacobs all year. Uh, luckily, Leonard Fournette's been okay. And then now Tyson Williams is like a healthy scratch. So, like, it, it's so it's so interesting of how uh, running back depth in general might really win you the league. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to get them during the draft because that's what you could say, right? Like, lose while you draft them. It was hard, you know, like 16 teams. By the time it's getting to you, you are having to take players um, at a a higher ADP than you'd like to. Uh, And maybe that's kind of the lesson. That is one thing I would say with 16-team leagues, and we came in saying this, is that you just have to take your shot on players you believe in and throw the – because you can't really play the ADP game as easily, right? You just have to take players you think will be good like Raheem Mostert, who gets hurt in two snaps. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's fun, I will say that, because it really does require... Um, a lo- There's a little bit more luck involved, too. I'll say from 0-4, right? That's what I'll say. But um, your team really does have to be built well for uh, you know to continue to compete as the season goes, which uh, gets us into... Do you want to look at some of the top teams? I guess we could look yeah. at a few of the... The biggest fab surprises, we already really talked about one. Elijah Mitchell, I spent 157 fab on that week, too. I was the Raheem Mostert manager, so I was trying to replace him. And then Chuba Hubbard last week goes for, what was it, 202, you said? Yeah, I think it was 202. Let me go find Yep, right here. By uh, home field advantage with Eli. Uh, I think what you're, what you're hoping for there is a, a two- to three-week, I'm going to win you a week kind of a pickup right he's he's buying some wins with that that huge fab drop in chuba which chuba was fine he had like what nine nine points or so which that's not that's fine that's not what you're hoping for out of uh, a christian mccaffrey replacement to where like last year mike davis was absolutely phenomenal coming in for for christian mccaffrey and i think that's why he went so so high is because people knew they were like well mike davis did it chuba hubbard could do it right Right. Um, it's not going to be that long, though, is the problem. Christian McCaffrey was not put on short-term IR, which means that they expect him back in less than three games. So it's probably only one more week of, of Chuba, maybe two, is what I'm expecting. Um, yep, yep. But I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Take your stabs, man. Like, I'm a big believer in taking a st- stabs with your fab. I mean, be smart with it, I guess, but... You know, big stabs with Fab also win people leagues. Like, if you hit James Robinson last year, for instance, right? That would have been a big stab at. That wouldn't have been that different from Elijah Mitchell taking the stab right. on Elijah Mitchell. And you do it with James Robinson, and you end up with a, a guy who, what, rushed for 1,300 yards. So, you know, the the sword slices both ways, as they say. Um, so those those were the two biggest noteworthy ones. I know there's obviously been other... 
Uh, I'm, so I'm ads. sitting here going yeah, through the transactions. Uh, the next biggest one is actually been done by uh, the trade master in Mister Mister Jeff Gridiron Muscle. He threw down uh, 75 fab on Quintez Cephas two weeks ago, which I I like Quintez Cephas. He's really looked good. I think this last week he had a good week, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 12 points. He passes the eye test for me, Quintez Cephas. He really does. I agree. I think he's a a pretty good player. Um, I don't know if 75 is too high or not. I think it's fine if you watched him. Uh, I watched the Lions game that week, too, and I thought the same thing. That's when they were playing the Rams? No, the Packers. They were playing uh, the Packers. Packers, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah, watching that game, he kept them in it, especially in the first half. Um, looked really good. And I like those players because, you know, talent wins out, you like to think. So it should help them stay on the field. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Um, let's... So so before before we move on here, um, I kind of I kind of want to hammer the point of a, this is a lot of people's first year using Fab. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what I've really learned over the years of of playing in a in an auction free agent auction budget league is it don't be afraid to use it early because you're gonna you're gonna need that player. If you don't get that player, you don't get anybody. Right. So don't don't be afraid like you did on Elijah Mitchell. You needed a running back. If you didn't have a running back, you you were screwed, which you are anyways, which sucks. <laughs> but um like like Eli did. He's like I think I think Chuba Hubbard can win me a week. If you can get two or three wins out of one one player and just drop a ton of fab, that's probably worth it. Yeah, scared money don't make money, you know. Shooters got to shoot. So like that, that is how I approach fab. Don't be afraid to use it because there's also then the time value of money argument, right? When you spend that money on that, you get that player from that week on, right? So that is more valuable to you. That option of having that player for 10 weeks than for five, right? It's twice as valuable. Now you might miss on the player. Like that's going to happen. We fantasy such a guessing game like it really it is, is. it's apps like watching this this year has been more than anything where i'm like i don't even know what's going on like <laughs> like every time i certain decisions of who to put in i'm like it literally could be either one there's no there's no like re- reason or wherewithal as to why it's going to go a certain way it's all random yeah yeah uh yeah like uh like eli with, with chuba hubbard going back to that yeah, yeah, he spent two hundred and two fab on Chuba. That's a lot. That's like seventy percent of your fab there. Yeah. Now, even if Christian McCaffrey comes back, I bet he holds Chuba in case of another McCaffrey injury. I mean, he's he's been hurt lately. He's dude, and send, there's probably a good chance that he gets hurt again. Send him over to the CMC manager. Like that's me. Uh, that's send him over to Tyler. <laughs> he already me. tried. He actually already offered me a, a trade. Uh, which I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You tried selling high on. How scary was it when CMC went down? Skip. Uh, it was pretty scary. Wouldn't it be nice to have Chuba? Let me go. Let me go see if I can <laughs> go get Chuba here. Uh, but yeah, he tried selling high on another player too, and I thought I didn't think it was a terrible offer. I mean, supposed to try to sell high on players, right? So. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a good shot. I just, I just wasn't into it. I'm gonna go see if I can find what it was. I have a. Trade. Oh, it was. Oh, it was Chuba Hubbard and Darnell Mooney for CD Lamb, which CD CD Lamb's been struggling, right? So it's a nice buy low. And offer. Darnell Mooney just went off. Yeah, I like yeah. The buy low so, offer. I mean, it's. I it was a good effort, but I wouldn't. I'm just talking CD. I'm just gonna say no. Yeah, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> it's gonna be a no from me, Bob. Uh, I have a trade from Scott right now. I, am I going to get in trouble for saying? Oh, this you do. Podcast is Scott going to be mad at me if I say, if I say this? It's I don't a, know. I don't even know if Scott listens. Probably doesn't. I'm just going to say it. It's a good offer. I like the offer. Um, let's 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 hear it. Brandon Ayuk. Okay. For, for Jalen Rager. That's a good offer. It's a good offer, right? Dude, I think I'd take it. Yeah. I'm out on Brandon Ayuk. I'm yeah. so pissed at Brandon Ayuk. I have half a mind to accept it right now. Cause, so, Do I, it on the pod. Do it right I, now on the pod. 
hate the Niners right now. Raheem Mostert and then Brandon Ayuk <laughs> killed half. That was like that was like half of my team that was just like shot in the face week one. You know, like yep, yep. I mean, Elijah yep. Mitchell's gotten hurt after I spent all that fab on him. I've got Kyle Juszczyk on my roster right now, for God's sake. Oh, I didn't even see you picked him up. That's well, a good ad. He's been, I don't know what piece, like, I just want to be rid of all of them, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I say this shit sometimes during the off season, where I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with it, because it's the worst. Every week I'm like, yeah. should I be flexing Kyle Juszczyk? I don't know. <laughs> I mean. He had like four receptions for forty yards this last week, or something like that. Yeah, so it's terrible. I hate the Niners a lot. You should. Scott has Trey Sermon. You should go get Trey Sermon. Just get that whole forty Niners. No, no, no. We're getting rid of Niners. But they sent me an eagle. I already have Dallas Goddard too. I've been Dallas Goddard to hold hold for you. Oh yeah, got to be. He's been good. Got to be. He's been good. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. So do I want Jalen? I think you should. I think you should accept that. Kind of right now. Don't don't say that. Maybe you can get someone more, like Christian Kirk or something. Christian Kirk or Jalen Rager hasn't really been like that good or anything. He's been fine. Yeah. Jalen yeah, Jalen Rager's been fine. Up and down. That's how that's a player like that's what he does. Player like Jalen Rager. Who's He's got the down. higher ceiling? Probably Kirk. Brandon Ayuk I don't or Jalen. I don't think Oh uh uh, I don't know. It's gotta be Ayuk. Yeah, but like the floor is way lower at the point. Yeah, the floor is lower, but I'm just saying Debo Samuel has struggled to stay on the field throughout his career. That's true. That's also another reason I, I traded him for Waller. Yeah, because he's got a high injury risk. I'm but... gonna de- I'm gonna decline it. Although I really thought about it. That's not a bad offer. It's really not. What if I accidentally accepted it? That would be funny. Um, okay, let's move on and talk about some of the top teams in the league okay. here. It's just yeah, let's I, do it. And I haven't really looked through. I'm gonna sort by overall. And I did um, the same thing. Yeah, we're gonna sort by overall. So this is like taking into account basically all of your points for and everything like that. It also matches the true score, I think. Um, so if we go to overall, the first team. Is the Oracle himself currently going by Roger Shepherdy Fan Club? Wow. Taylor. First overall, like, what do you think about that? Look at this. Yeah. Look at Taylor just coming out, balling. He's not just balling, he is destroying people. Like, I, I think two of his last three wins have been by 50 or more. Like, the tight end. It's the tight, the tight, it's end, the tight end. Tight end Taylor is making it happen. Of course. He actually I don't know if he started he started Fant yet because he's got Hollywood who's blowing up. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, his team's good. Uh he gets to make the decision between Singletary and Moss every week, which is a little bit harder. Moss has been pretty good lately. Yeah. But, what's good about his team, I mean, just look at it from top to bottom at quarterback Justin Herbert. Running backs Derrick Henry, so you're locked in at Derrick Henry, who already has had a major blow up week. He's over hundred fantasy points already. Through four weeks, so over twenty five. He's five hundred rushing yards. What the fuck? Oh my god! What is he on pace? I can do this real quick. But Derrick Henry currently has five hundred and ten rushing yards in four games, which in a seventeen game season is twenty one hundred sixty seven yards. Oh my god! So he's doing it again. <laughs> you know? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. His uh, last three games, he has one hundred eighty two yards, one hundred thirteen yards, one hundred fifty seven yards. Crazy. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, Justin Jackson, like you said, behind him. You see how quickly running backs dry up. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary have been good enough that for RB2s, they're fine. If your RB2 is putting up any kind of production at all in this league, you're good. Because, like, everybody's RB2 sucks ass, like, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially then at receivers, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Browns have been having a very good year so far. Uh, it really doesn't have any depth behind those three, but those three have been been doing enough in the first four weeks here. Yeah, those three have been pretty elite, actually. Terry McLaurin just went off this week. DJ Moore's been super consistent, and Hollywood's been been consistently hitting the long ball, which is interesting. 
Uh, and this goes back to last year. Hollywood ended the year on a, on a, a hot streak last year, and it's continuing. So, um, and then yeah, Hawkinson's been great, and Noah Fant also has had a good start to his season. So, Taylor's team, Will Fuller, God, Will Fuller has been frustrating. Now it hasn't affected Taylor, luckily, but what is wrong with? He just guy? keeps getting hurt. He just it's just going to keep happening yeah, too. I know, and I feel bad for the guy, but it is. Uh, Miami is regretting this contract at this point. Yeah, he hasn't pl- really played yet. Like, what was this his first week or was it last week? Uh, it was uh, last I think week. it was last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Produced minimally. Yeah, seven points, and then uh, left this week with the injury. So, not yeah. surprised. Not yeah. one bit. I get holding him still, but yeah, has been uh, a disappointment. Um, let's move on to number two here. Uh, another really good team so far this year. It's Rump. Uh, correct. I think. Hold on. Actually, you, it's Pat. He's your daddy. So yeah, this is a good one to talk about. Pat was our last ranked team. He was. He, here he, he got hit number with two. A J.K. Dobbins injury. Yeah, man. Like, it just goes to show you how wild fantasy football is. Dude hasn't even started at RB two really. Like he's been going between Marlon Mack. And Le'Veon Bell, like <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like the RB two, if you, if you're RB two, it's almost like if you have any points at all in the RB two position, you're probably better than your competition. Yeah. Uh, Dak Zeke he's has getting been, carried. He's getting carried by the by Dallas. Yeah. yeah well, right that's a good plan right now for fantasy. Dak's been great. It is. Over a hundred points. Derrick Henry has as many points as Dak Prescott right now. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Zeke also, despite some sort of negative press throughout the year so far with the play of Tony Pollard and things like that, Zeke's been heating up. Zeke has a yeah. He's been he's looked good. Yeah, he has looked good. I think both him and Pollard look good. So um, that's carrying his running back core. Is that if you have one stud, that's really carrying your core at this point. Antonio Brown, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, Marquez Callaway, Henry Ruggs, Sammy Watkins. Between all of those, he's just been able to get enough, right? He's had some big blowups between there. I think he played Ruggs. Sammy Watkins has had good weeks. And then, of course, good play from Justin Jefferson. Um, it's working out for him so far. Yeah. Yeah, his receiving core coming in was like, it was kind of questionable with, with, you know, Antonio Brown coming in with the Bucks and uh, Julio Jones moving teams and Henry Ruggs hasn't produced and fuck Sammy Watkins. And so, yeah. like, it, it was very questionable, but all of it is working. All of it. It's, it's awesome. I don't know what to do with Julio Jones yet. Are you a big believer moving forward in Julio Jones? Um, no. I'm kind of no, not. not. I kind of lean that I'm not. No, and the reason the reason is, is that offense. That offense is Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, you know what Derrick I mean. Derrick Henry like, looks great. Yeah, it's it's a low volume offense, which also could be the problem with Sammy Watkins down the road, and maybe Hollywood Brown here and there. But the 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 difference between like Julio Jones and Hollywood Brown is Hollywood Brown needs one play, right? Julio needs some volume a little bit, and that you're not going to get that in Tennessee with that run first offense with a not just a run. It's like a run first and then run first again, and then maybe again, <laughs> like with yeah. Derrick Henry. It's like so that's that's the issue with Julio Jones. Yeah, keeping uh, he's maintaining Kirk Cousins on the roster right now, which Kirk's been good, man. Like uh, with the dip with Justin Jefferson, it's it's really interesting that he has Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, but like has Dak because I would be playing Dak over Kirk but you're kind of tempted by the dip. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, Antonio Brown. I kind of like Brown out there still. I know that like he was what he hurt was hurt and missed a week, but uh, had he 13 got points. COVID, I think. Week. Yeah, that's right. He missed because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think here's my take. Tell me if I'm wrong here. That Tampa receiving core is just going to continue to be one or two of them is going to be good every week. One of them is going to bust every week. Yep. Yep, especially with Gronk involved. Like right. so so Gronk wasn't there this past week, right? right? So I'm pretty sure all three receivers were fine. Did Chris Godwin catch a touchdown? I think he did. 
I'm not I, sure. Let me look. I was... Because Rump has him, and I was not happy. Um, let me go see here. Also, Rump, you only won by 11. You got lucky. Tyreek Hill did it. Yeah, I lost to Jeff by a little bit more than 11, I think. But uh, Austin Eckler. But, yeah, yeah. No, Chris Godwin did not catch down. Uh, he had... You had three for fifty-five, so it's like eight. It's not. It's not killing you with eight and a half points, but it's not, not happy. good. Not happy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think but that's yeah, it's how it's going to be for, for them. Yeah, it's usually going to be two, probably two of those guys every week balling. Yep, and we'll see if the Sammy Watkins keeps up. Uh, he's been playing Austin Hooper at tight end, or at least did this past week. Um, so kind of in that tight end streamer world with a lot of people. Uh, our number yep. three team uh, is Schefter's Sources. Sam. Little Sammy. His team is so interesting. I like this team. It's Lots of different options. So where, yeah. where do you want to start here? What's the first thing that interests you? Um, First thing that interests me is the dip. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, that's going to get it done probably every week. Although this last week, I think Travis Kelsey was not the greatest. Yeah, yeah six points. He had a bad wow. week this week. That's my dynasty. That's interesting. End. Yeah. He gets a pass. Uh, it doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about Patrick it. He'll be, he'll be great. five touchdown passes and Travis Kelsey had a bad day. Right. It all went to goddamn Tyree Kill. That's the only reason you won, Rump. That's the only reason. If one of those went to Travis Kelsey, I would have I beat you. Damn it. Rump doesn't give a That's shit okay. if Travis if Tyler yeah, is the reason he beat you. Yeah, I know. Um, but looking at his roster here, you got Pat Mahomes, Ty and Travis Kelsey dipped there. Um his running backs, you got James Robinson, who I feel like you can count on now. I'd be able to. I Are think? the Jags gonna fire Urban Meyer? Yeah. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When? Yeah, he's um Probably when they're zero and eight, like I, I feel the the tides of war turning against Urban Meyer. And he's the he. They just need to do it now. Just do it now. Just do it now. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: I'm not usually for firing coaches early into a season, especially a rebuilding team like the Jaguars are. Right. I you are not firing Urban Meyer because they're zero and four. Honestly, no matter who the coach was that came in, I probably would have bet that they were going to be zero and four. Right. I don't really care about that for a team rebuilding at this point. But the distractions that Urban Meyer's had, watching him on the sideline. I look, I'm a Buckeye guy. I love Urban Meyer, but I don't think that this is working, you know? It's not. And no. I don't see how it's going to continue working. And especially with what happened over this past weekend, I don't I don't know how he's supposed to really like maintain like control and respect within that locker room. And we're dealing yeah. with Trevor Lawrence here. We have this big time prospect and I just don't think it's worthy of him to be attached to the distractions that Urban Meyer has unfortunately created, whether of his own volition or not. You know, like it's just that it right. is the truth. So at this point, I would say Urban, we thought it might work. It's not working. Sorry, you know. And also on the other side of this, while we're on the topic, I don't understand because now there's people saying he did this all on purpose because he wants the USC job. Why would USC want to <laughs> hire Urban Meyer? Yeah, yeah. Now, now think, that's not possible. Yeah, you think this right? is the guy that you think they're going to be like? Yes, Urban Meyer. After this continued scandal and and everything, not that it's like a big scandal or anything, but the immediate failure at Jacksonville that they're going to say yes, come to USC. I I don't buy it. I don't buy that myself. So yeah, I I think I'm all the way out as well. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. so. I actually got a text from Sam earlier. Uh, we were talking some, some running back trade in general, and I kind of let him know that I need a running back back, and I don't know if I can really trust any of these guys. And so I, I, I think you can trust James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, but I think you would want to keep James Robinson. Right, and you don't know if you can trust Damian Harris, which you I can't. I can't trust Damian Harris. I can't trust AJ Dillon. Right. I can't trust Kenny Ga Kenneth Gainwell. I can't trust Tony, Tony Pollard. Although I do like, really like what I've seen for both Tony Pollard and Kenneth Gainwell. They're just going to be too up and down, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to give me consistent, consistent work. So I, I think they're good running backs to have on your team, but I don't know if I would want to trade a running back, grab one of those guys and yeah. something else. This is which, what's drying up the trade market. Because yes. going to his second running back, you're already like, I don't like those options. Like, And honestly, he has... If I had all these guys on my team, I'd be like, this is great. I can at least have options. I just had to start Peyton Barber when I knew, knew Josh Jacobs was active, guys. Like, <laughs> right, right. Every single one of these guys, Damian Harris, maybe maybe not A.J. Dillon, although probably A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Gainwell, Tony Pollard, all those guys would be my RB2 super easily. Like, Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to trade with, uh, with the Yeti here, with Kyle. Maybe, maybe. Sam. Maybe. Yeah, some running back depth here. He needs a yeah, running back. Might be uh, looking at that. Um, Adam Thielen's been good. Yeah, so is Mike Williams. Mike Williams has been, been a revelation. Yeah, he was really bad. Monday he was night, really bad but, this week. He was really bad this week. But hey, they're working. They're really working. Both both of those receivers. You and I were on the same page of like, ah, I'm probably just out. Like, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. And here they are, just they're balling again. I, I bit into the, the Mike Williams thing a bunch of times. So yeah, this year I was four. just like, yeah, this year I was just like, ah, I'm, it could work, but I'm out. I'm done with that. Yeah. And it's work and it's working. So I was wrong. Of course it's working yeah, now, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> I'm just wrong about everything this year. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been good. I like Jacoby coming into the year. Have him on my dynasty squad as well. Um, I've got a stat for you. What's that? And you probably you probably know it because it's been said on other podcasts. But Jacoby Myers does not have a career touchdown. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Not one. Not yeah. one. That's crazy. This wasn't it? They were comparing him to somebody in the game who scored two, like a defensive player. Yeah, and yeah. And none. Kobe does not have a receiving touchdown. He doesn't. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. But he's been good. Yeah. Three out of four weeks, he's been over 10 points. In the last two, it's 18 and 16. Yeah, so good flex option in this league. That's that's true, too. I like the slew of running backs on the bench for this league because you're saying, you know, you never know who's going to get injured. Lots of opportunities here, right? Kenneth Gainwell, uh, the Eagles hate Miles Sanders, so, you know, having Kenneth Gainwell isn't bad. Um, Tony Pollard has been usable on his own. Um, obviously it's really been mostly one week, but he is still, you know, look at the production, even the past two weeks, 60 yards rushing, 67 yards rushing. That's good. That's 60 yards rushing. He needs a few receptions. Needs a few receptions and he's a good That's what he receiver needs. too. So, um, yeah, like yeah. the options. Actually, do you know that Kenneth Gainwell has more points than Miles Sanders? <laughs> does he? Yeah. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's bad. Philadelphia, man. Their offense has been weird because they're putting up like yardage numbers because they're coming back in a lot of these games. Yeah. And, a lot and of not playing time. well, but like Jalen Hurts is throwing for 300 yards. Right. So yeah. I don't know what to make. Kenneth Gainwell's catching balls. Yep. Like, that's what's doing it. Ken- Kenneth G. Kenneth G. Kenneth G. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's got to be Kenny G. I don't know. Kenny G. Yeah, Although the I original Kenny, Kenny G. G, he he sucks. So who who's the original? Oh, you mean Kenny Galladay? Yeah, he does suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is true. Yeah, he's bad. Uh, let's move on. Let's look at Rump. Rump's team has been really good, and he has hit on players that he called. Tom Brady. Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Rondale Moore. Yep. Now, mind you, that's yep. been more of a, you know, just an aberration here. He's there, got, but... Look at that next guy. Oh, my God. Of course he has Kadarius Tony. Of course Tony. he has Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Rump's good at this, man. He's He plants his flag and gets his guys. Uh, I liked Joe Mixon coming into the year a lot. You did not. Um I didn't. And he's been st- – this is what I like about Joe Mixon. 25 points, shows you that ceiling week one, 8, 10, 13. So it's been usable at least three of the four weeks he's been over 10 points, right? That's a nice floor to know that you're going to get that 
even in Jacksonville was a negative game script, right? But still 67 yards rushing and a touchdown. So I like Joe. Um, still trying to figure out the RB2 here. He's playing Michael Carter. But again, that RB2 spot, maybe, maybe it's really the most valuable spot in the league. Uh, it probably is. You know what? Michael Carter has had two weeks over 10 points. It's been better than I know. I, I know. But I saw I, I saw that in when we were talking about Fab. He I want to say he dropped like 35 Fab on Michael Carter. I believe two weeks ago, I think, I like which I, which is fine. I mean, he's been good. You know, he's been. Yeah. I worry about really the ceiling with Jets. You know, because Jets. But hey, they just won. Okay, they Dude, just got what the hell happened? <laughs> like, come on, Tennessee. Right, it was Tennessee. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? God. Yep. It's embarrassing. I'm sorry. It is definitely That's embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> That's a bad football team. The Jets are. Yes, they are. They're very bad. Although Zach Wilson. No, did. you know why they're bad. No, they're bad Zach because Wil- because Zach Wilson is bad. No, it's because a- the Adam Gase smell is still lingering a little. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Number two. Number two. It's just copy. We're just ripping off the fantasy <laughs> Number footballers two. completely. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> so they were talking about this on the show the other day, dude. The Adam Gase effect is super for real. Like Sam Darnold's it's weird. killing it now in Carolina. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, you've had what who are the players? You've got Ryan Tannehill was the first to do it, right? And then Gase left Miami. Yeah, Devonta Parker do it, right? And now you have Sam Darnold doing it. Like, are you Robbie, kidding me? Robbie this Anderson. Is, Robbie Anderson. Yes. All these players are good. Dude, I'm pretty sure I heard that Adam Gase is coaching a high school. And they're bad. So what I would do as a college is I would go recruit those guys, and then they're just going to be stars for you. Oh, my so God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely what I would do. Dude, Adam Gase is the worst. Oh, my goodness. He's so bad. Very bad. Um, Chris Godwin's been good, right? Yeah, Godwin's been pretty good. Um, like we yeah. were talking about earlier, yeah, it's gonna just gonna be someone there. He's been steady. He he did kind of have a you know eight and a half this week, but the rest of the year's been been good. That's kind of what this offense is gonna be like, I think. But you know, he's attached to an offense where it can happen, so that's important. Um, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, uh, the the Hunter Henry Johnny thing is not working for for either of them. Yes, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry just fucking scored. He just scored this week. Yeah, like yeah, and of course he scored this against week. you. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I really like Rondell Moore and Kadarius Tony. So, and he's got this. Yeah, his little his roster is good. Yeah, Jeff Wilson on the pup. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's a really good. That's a really good sneaky ad. Yeah. Which I really think they could go straight back to him when he comes back. I I do too. Yep. Uh, and then anything else to add on Rump's team here? No, I, I think it's I think it's really good. Uh, as long as he avoids avoids injury, which he might have it already with Joe Mixon, but um, I is think there, his is team there an is pretty good. On, on Mixon, what's the what do they call? Um, it? I, I know that they called it a slight ankle sprain, minor ankle sprain. Something. Yeah, like that. I think they initially said week to week, but now he's day to day. Okay. Man, so I don't they really got a know. big game, Green Bay coming up. Hey, how about the Bengals? We haven't talked about the Bengals yet. Three and one. Yeah, the, yeah, they're three and one. They're just as good as the Browns, apparently. Better. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, no, I, I don't think they're better from them. They're not. Be- I don't think they're better than the Browns. Um, no, I, I don't either. But let me ask you this question. All right, this is for my friend at Frank Bum on Twitter, who definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. Um. <laughs> Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield, you're building a franchise today. You're starting a, a, a franchise, picking your quarterback. You can only pick between these two. Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. You take it. This is an easy decision for me. Me too. E- yeah, it's just Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. It has to be Joe Burrow. It has Burrow. to be, yeah. Be- yep. And the, the reason is, like, and you can you can attest to this, I was a huge Baker Mayfield guy. Oh, my God. And he was coming out. I He was my number one in that class obnoxious i was about it even before draft night and i i think just joe burrow he he just gives he has a different aspect that 
that Baker doesn't have. He's got a I don't even know if he has a bigger arm. Just I I don't even know what it is, but it just feels like he makes bigger plays or can make bigger plays. It might be the receiving core, honestly, is what it might be. But I, I just think Joe Burrow First off, if we're just talking about the football play, I think Joe Burrow's ability to read a defense and operate a West, you know, if you want to call it a West Coast style of offense, is higher than Baker Mayfield. It's just two. The yeah. arm is probably similar. Baker's got a good arm. I'm not knocking Baker's arm. He does. He does. Um, That's what, and so I started to say that, and I was like, you know what? Actually, Baker's pretty good. He's got I, a pretty good arm. I think Joe Burrow has this. What people in Cincinnati see, is a gamer in Joe Burrow. Like, he's got the goods, you know? Shoot, even this last Thursday against, I, look, I know it's the Jaguars. Like, I get it. But the game, the, the play that sealed the game is Joe Burrow reading that the Jags are in zero coverage, nobody over top, calls the correct shift in play, despite the fact that he's got CJ Uzuma running that on that specific check, CJ Uzma's never ran that check in a game before. Calls it because it's the right call, makes the play, scores, right? Like, that's all Joe Burrow, right? Like, yep. and he's already doing those things. He's already, that's his check, that's his throw, that's his decision to make. He's winning the Bengals games already. And it's like, you know, the guy hasn't even made a full season worth of starts yet. Right, like, right. Now, so I, the I upside of I that is very high, that's all. I I absolutely agree. Now, what what I wanted to cut in and say here is, I don't want to discount Baker Mayfield. Right, he has done nothing but great things for this Browns team. Like he won this Browns team a freaking playoff game. Like who would have ever thought that would happen? Right. Like, and now Burrow has he, to do it for the Bengals. <laughs> right, right. And so I actually think these offenses complement each quarterback perfectly. A run uh, first. Let's let's. Make some big plays when they're needed with with uh, Baker Mayfield. He can do that. You yeah, convert that like, third and five, right? Like I like that's Baker. a big play. I like Baker Mayfield. He's already done it. It was twelve and four with the Browns last year. Wins a playoff game against Pittsburgh. Beats Pittsburgh back to back. You know, to, week seventeen yeah. and then the playoffs. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I think Baker's doing a great job in Cleveland. I just would take Joe Burrow if you're asking me who I'd have to take as my franchise. I would as well. That's all. Um, anyway, uh, we'll go on to our fifth team. This will be our last one. So when we'll do this for time's sake, because you can see it's obviously easy to get away. We'll just talk about the top five, you know, uh, I'll, yep. I'll list down the rest of the teams where they're at with their records once we're done. But talk about the top five. Want to get in there? Look, I'm the furthest one away, right? So <laughs> I am the only team that has yet to win a game. So also, uh, we do not have a four and O team. We do not. No four and That's how teams. balanced we are. It has been. It's pretty balanced. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, everybody is within two games of each other. It's only week four, right? So, except me. Yep, Never yep. mind. Except I'm three games, but yeah, everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> uh, our fifth grade team. Hoover, Dirty Dozen, defending champion. Um, he's had a, a big help. Had the Derek Carr right off the start of the season, right? Really strong start to the year obviously Derek Carr was kind of the September surpriser one of the most uh, surprising players in September 28 28 25 points came down last night only 18 points against uh the Chargers so my question going forward let's talk let's talk about the Raiders we'll talk about the Raiders here are you buying selling I think the Raiders are phonies I think the Raiders are like a 9 and 8 a 10 and 7 like I, th- I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're good. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think they're pretty. I think I actually think they're above average. Like I I- say, I'll give them above average because Derek Carr is actually playing pretty great. I will say during that game last night, Monday night, <coughs> Raiders at <coughs> Chargers, which was like a home game for the for the Raiders. Yeah, that was nuts. <coughs> it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It they came in it. And the 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 uh, uh, Monday night uh, announcers were like, "This is like eighty percent Raider fans and like twenty percent Charger fans," and it's in LA. Like that's ridiculous. But yeah, we've talked about how on, years on 
how LA should not have the Chargers should not have moved with the Rams. They should have done their own thing. But uh, past that, I, I think uh, Derek Carr's I think he could be a top twelve quarterback this year. Um, we'll we'll see how it is with jo- Josh Jacobs com- completely back. Uh, he's been out last few weeks, uh, and they also played a really good defense in the Chargers past week. So I'm going to chalk it up to them just playing a good defense, and I I think he can continue. They did for fantasy. Almost, they did almost come back and make it interesting at the end. They did. Um, they which did. Which for a second there, I was thinking like, wow, are they really going to do this? You know, it kind of reminds you of the Bengals first half against the the Jaguars. The, much like the Rangers had zero yards at halftime. Zero offensive yeah, yards. <laughs> what? Like, unbelievable. So anyway, just wanted to talk about the the uh, rest of Hoover's team here. DeAndre Swift. Um, I would call Swift a pleasant surprise this season. I know that he um, kind of had a little bit of a down week. He didn't get any kind of injury this week, right? No, he didn't. I don't think so, no. No. Um, he's a good player, though. He certainly passes the eye test. We always felt that he could. The Lions lose again after giving up an early lead to the Bears. Um, but I'm happy with DeAndre Swift moving forward. Clyde's finally showing up for Hoover, um, especially these past two weeks, looking a lot better um, behind them again. So this might be, of the top five we've talked about, this is the, the top two running back, or the top running back core of the top five we've talked about, right? Yeah, uh, I actually think so. Uh, I think both of these guys can be RB ones. I don't know about Clyde. We'll see. But if not, uh, Clyde is at least an RB two. Yes, yes, at at least. But yeah, DeAndre Swift and Clyde—that's the best running back tandem we've really talked about here in this this top group. So maybe maybe the formula is one stud running back, and then the rest of your roster just be great, and then fill that RB two. Yeah, maybe something to think about. Could be it. Yeah. Maybe you really do uh, need once, to commit the early capital. Yeah, you might have to. You might have to. It's working for, for Hoover here. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. So um, I'll, I'll tell you one one player I actually really like. Actually, he's got two players I really like on this, on this roster. Is Brandon Cooks and Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Both these guys, I think, are super underrated. And talent-wise in the NFL and fantasy-wise. Yeah, you have all these players in fantasy who, like, aren't viewed, like, you know, as these fantasy darlings or anything. But the reality is, if on any given week you can be like, I can flex this player pretty confidently that they're going to be involved in the off- in their own respective offenses, that's both of these guys, right? Brandon Cooks, top receiver on his team. I know they suck. Guess what? They have to throw the ball a lot because they suck. He's going to get targets, right? And then Emmanuel Sanders, offense that doesn't even like to run the ball in Buffalo. They want to throw the ball 100 times a game. Emmanuel Sanders is probably the two, three on that team. Either way, you expect enough targets to come that they should be relevant. So I love those kind of players, especially in a deeper league where it's not always about hitting home runs in this league, right? There's a lot of hitting doubles in this league that goes a long way for you. So that's maybe that's a good way to put it. These are these players. It's like hitting doubles when you play them, right? Yep, yep, yeah. These these players, if you hit on them and, and they produce for you, you're you're probably gonna have a, a a winning record. Like I don't think Brandon Cooks was high draft pick and i know emmanuel sanders was not a high draft pick if even if a, maybe even a waiver wire pickup, like he's got josh gordon too which is could be yeah sneaky. i don't i don't know no no you're not buying we no, need I'm a not. josh gordon beer bet okay what? give me give, give me are, give me the stats what are um okay so remainder of this year i don't know like i guess i could see him coming out and catching a couple touchdowns like, would you beer bet me Here, on give me, a touchdown and a half? No. Two and a because half. Because it's Pat Mahomes. Here's, that's the problem. Two and a half. I, no. Three and a half. Beer bet me three top 24 weeks. 
I don't even know if he's going to play. <laughs> like, yeah, see, like... Although their receiving core is not like it's going to like be keeping him off the field. None of these other guys are it's separating. Not, no. Yeah, Mecole's not done anything. Uh, Byron Pringle's not done anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, Demarcus Robinson hasn't really done anything, so it's it's possible, but like... I tried, I don't know. I tried putting in a request for Josh Gordon Dynasty. And Did I got, you? I got beat for it. Yeah, oh, in Dynasty, yeah. He paid I, up for it. Yeah, he did. It was like 54 in 100 Fab League, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it's half, um, half as Fab. That was ridiculous. I don't know, man. Like, It is something the Chiefs don't have. I have no idea what kind of playing shape Josh Gordon's in. I don't know. It's a wild stab. but Yeah, this is just going to be, he's just going to drop Josh Gordon next week. Probably that—that's what's gonna happen here. Yeah, probably. You know, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, so I like little stabs like that because then if you're wrong, no big deal. You can move on and add somebody else. The worst is when you have somebody on your bench like Brandon Ayuk that you just don't know what to do with. <laughs> Rather, well, you could have just tra- you could have traded him at the beginning I of this. Literally pod. had an option at the beginning of this pod to trade him away. You should have just done it. Sterling Shepard, Scott Sterling Shepard, too, who's been relevant. Um, good two first weeks, didn't play this past week. I can't believe yeah. the Giants beat. Um, maybe New Orleans is bad? What? Yeah, they, they beat, they whipped Green Bay. And then that was, sucked. we all know what happened, that, that one. That and was Rogers, just Aaron Rodgers like, coming out and just being like, hey, you need me, here's four picks. Like, <laughs> it was two picks, but... Yeah, he's like, I'm going to suck and show you what it's like to suck. And then I'm just going to ball. No, don't you want me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our top five. Uh, At tight end, I did want to say Jared Cook, who I thought made a couple good catches last night. Um, Had 19 points last night on Monday Night Football. So caught a touchdown. He did look good. He absolutely did look good. He's still the lumbering, you know, he's a bit lumbery, but, you know. He's like... What is he, 39 now? 40? He's, he's very old. Uh, 30, <laughs> like, 36. We're going to end the episode a, on Jared Cook's age. Uh, 30, 34. Not 40. Oh, he's only 34? Still pretty old. Oh, wow. I was really thinking he was like 38. <laughs> That's not old. even close. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he's not 44, like somebody that I know. But um, on On Rump's team. On the on Rump's team, Rump, Rump's for, is Rump forty four, right? <laughs> so don't yeah, know how Rump, Rump is forty four. He is now. He is now. Yeah, he's just whatever Brady ages. Before we before we end here, I heard uh, there's some Dalvin Cook uh, trade talk going on between you and is Pat. There? I don't sure. know. Must be. See, see, Pat. There you go. There's your in. Send me. Go get Dalvin Cook. Send me trade offer. I really would like Jalen Rager if you have him. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. And if you listen all the way through and uh, have a good one, friends, we'll be back here eventually whenever I'm done being lazy ne- again next time. So uh, have a good one. Peace.